Governor Pritzker took to the Illinois State House floor to list his priorities yesterday in his annual budget address. And one of his top investments is in education. So we want to break down the governor's address and take a look at his plans for schooling around the state. We'll talk about higher ed in just a moment. But first, let's hear more on the governor's plans for K through 12 with WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Now, the, the governor started his address noting that Illinois is number two for education in the country. Now, this is according to CNBC's 2023 top states for business, and we're just behind Virginia. I'm curious what you make of that. Well, I don't really put a whole lot of stake in, you know, sort of these uh, polls or these rating systems that are done by corporations. But I also do know that there are some indicators that show that Illinois is doing, you know, fairly well. For example, the graduation rate is up, um, that the on track rate, so looking at, you know, ninth graders and whether they're um, projected to graduate, that's up. Um, there was just a study last week that came out that showed that Illinois was rebounding from the pandemic at a higher speed than most other states. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are some indicators that Illinois is doing pretty well when it comes to education. Yeah, uh, teacher retention was the highest ever on record. Uh, we have the highest graduation rate in 13 years. Uh, proficiency in both English language arts and math increased dramatically, uh, among some other successes this past year. Uh, talk to us, how much more is the state investing when it comes to education, Sarah? So, so altogether, it's a $650 million um, increase, though about $350 million is an increase going into the education, the evidence-based uh, formula, which is sort of the base funding for schools. Mm -hmm. And the other 300 million are for programs that the governor wants to bolster. Uh, he's also putting more money into teacher programs. What is the current situation when it comes to teacher numbers at schools? So as, as, the, as you said earlier, we do have a pretty good retention rate. However, there's still shortages in, in specific areas like math, physical education, bilingual education, um, gym teachers are in short supply, special mm -hmm. education teachers are in short supply. So there are areas that, you know, especially some school districts that are not very competitive are having trouble recruiting um, teachers to fill those positions. So there's a lot of emphasis on trying to build the teacher ranks. I mean, this is a na nationwide, the number of people going into teaching has decreased quite a bit over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. And so that trickles down into, you know, who, who people can get into the classrooms. Yeah. Well, given some of the investments you just talked about, how are education leaders and those teachers responding? So I received a ton of emails yesterday from various advocacy groups that were, you know, sort of had different takes on it. One thing is that the city of Chicago um, and the teachers union and advocates here in Chicago are not happy that there's not a greater increase in the evidence-based formula. That's that base funding for schools because Chicago public schools is facing a budget deficit of, $300 million this year and, you know, upwards of $600 million in the coming years. And one of the reasons why the Chicago is facing a budget deficit is a reason that a lot of school districts are also facing a budget deficit. And that's that COVID relief money 
is running out. Yeah. And many people wanted to see the governor increase funding for education even more so that it would fill some of those gaps. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's doing the minimum of what was promised to do for, you know, increasing funding each year. Um, so, yeah, so so they, they want more. Now, other people are saying that considering the fact that the state has some budget difficulties, the state's also running out of COVID relief money, that it's good that at least the governor's doing what he's doing. So there's two ways to look at this. Yeah. What should we know about the state's literacy plan, Sarah? So this has been a long time in coming, and the plan is a 200-page document. So there's a very lot of of different measures there. It's, It's basically trying to say to school districts that you should be using research-based um, curriculum to increase literacy. So for a long time, a lot of places did something called whole language, which um, has has sort of been debunked. And now there's a trend towards people wanting to do phonics education. Mm-hmm. Um, the science bears out that it's a, that at least some phonics education is really important for building sort of the baseline um, for readers, especially struggling readers. So this big plan is basically sort of saying to school districts, this is what you should do. Now, it's not a, a mandate. So, so school districts can take it or leave it, but, you know, most, most school districts want kids to, to know how to read. Right. So if this is a plan that should help that, you know, you would suppose that many would, would take it. So Yeah. So uh, sum this up for us. Any promises made last year that didn't come to fruition, Sarah? Like anything that was not addressed around education in the budget address we heard yesterday? I don't think that there was any big things that that people were like, oh, I wish that that he would have he would have done this. I think the biggest thing is there was a hope that that he that Governor Pritzker would say that he's going to put more into the evidence based formula that in 2017 um, he had said that he wants to fully fund education, that he that he promised to fully fund education and just putting three hundred and fifty million dollars a year it's going to take like 20 years before the um, education formula that the state uses will be fully funded. So right now there's there's a high percentage of school districts, I think 80% of school districts that are underfunded. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the biggest promise that people really would like to see the governor make good on is fully fund education. However, you know, that's a billion billions of dollars proposition that the state doesn't have so you know i don't know exactly what they want him to do i think i think people would like to see different taxes put towards education or you know something like that but um that was not announced and and before i let you go sarah i know you're at a board of education meeting right now Uh, they're voting on a resolution that would take police out of chicago public schools Really quickly, uh, any sense of how the vote is going to turn out? It's going to be unanimous. That's my prediction. <laughs> unanimous to take them out of schools. I mean, this is Mayor Brandon Johnson's Board of Education, and um, he wants to see police out of schools. And I don't imagine that anybody will go against the the, the mayor. Now, I could be wrong. Um, they, they haven't been around that. You know, they're only a couple months into their tenures. So... You know, maybe there's a rogue person who will go against him. But also you have to remember, 
the people that he chose are, um, you know, by and large activists right. who come from organizations that have been opposing police in schools for a long time. And actually, when I was talking to some Board of Education members, they were saying, you know, when the contract for the police department came up, they doubted that they could get enough votes to pass it. So um, what they're trying to do today is take the proper steps to warn schools and get schools to start planning right. so that next year the, the police um, presence won't be there and that they'll be ready for that. That was Sarah Karp, our education reporter. Thank you so much, Sarah. Let's turn now to another WBEZ voice, higher education reporter Lisa Curion Phillips on the line. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Sasha. What was on your mind going into the budget address yesterday? What were you looking to hear? Yeah, so I was kind of waiting to hear whether this would be kind of another year of really big higher ed investment because in previous years, Pritzker has really made a point of reinvesting in higher education. For so long, the state had really disinvested and and especially to this, the state's public universities. And what I sort of took away was this isn't really going to be a banner year for higher ed funding. Um, he talked about putting just a $30 million increase towards uh, towards public universities um, and just a $10 million increase in funding for the MAP program, mm -hmm. which is a grant for low-income students in Illinois to help pay for college. And these are much smaller increases than we saw last year. Last year, there was a $100 million increase put into MAP and a much bigger increase in into operating expenses for public universities as well. So so it was definitely scaled back. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about, you know, big higher education wins uh, that we heard uh, in, in any places where the state fell short. I think just in general, the state has made a lot of movement on uh, like supporting public universities in the past few years in terms of reinvesting. And um, because, like I said, the disinvestment had happened for so long. And then with the budget impasse during the rounder years, that really hit public universities hard. Mm -hmm. And what happened as a result is like an enrollment plummeted at schools. Uh, to, there were also, there have also been huge tuition increases over the past couple decades. And I think we've started to see some movement away from that to help schools here be more affordable for students in the state and to help them help and also to keep students just from going to college other places. Mm -hmm. And we have seen enrollment sort of stabilize. And even for some sectors like the community college system, I think in especially saw big increases in enrollment numbers um, in comparison to previous years. So there have been some sec successes there, right. but I still do think there's a lot more work to be done in terms of funding higher ed, at least according to what I hear from advocates who kind of work um, to help students not only get to college and be able to afford it, but to right. stay there. So he's uh, investing $30 million for operating support for, for public higher education institutions. What does that mean exactly? It was written as direct operating support. What yeah, would that, so that be? What would that support exactly? Yeah, so that's basically like the day-to-day -day operations of universities. Um, and that's a 2% across the board increase for um this, so the, this 30 million will be divvied up 
amongst each of the public universities. So I was just going, you know, through and seeing what what schools are getting in addition to last year. And it's really not much like it's maybe like an extra million or two million dollars. Um, I just okay. got off the phone a little while ago with uh, with an advocate who was just saying, you know, this is not even enough to keep up with inflation. And like, while we while we appreciate the increase, it's just it's not enough, especially for the smaller schools in the state who mm-hmm. support a lot of low income students and students of color, like Chicago State University, Northeastern Illinois University. These are schools that, in particular, rely on state funding. And and in order to keep tuition low and in order to support their students. And I don't know if this 30 million is really going to yeah. do enough to help them towards that. For sure. And, and universities are saying, you know, big and small are saying thanks, but we need more than, than, than yeah. just this. Uh, we talked earlier about programs to bring more teachers into schools around the state. But quickly tell us about efforts to diversify educators in higher education or even diversify the students. Yeah, right. Uh, Well, there is a grant program through the state to help underrepresented students who can't afford it be able to pay for master's and doctoral programs because higher education faculty in general across the country is far from diverse. And having diverse professors really help students feel a sense of belonging and increase the chances that they will stay in school. So I think that's hugely important. And there is continued funding for that. I think, you know, this, even though the MAP grant increases uh, is um, not as big as it was last year, I think that will also help continue to diversify students because uh, research has shown or state data has shown that more than 60% of black and Latino students in Illinois rely on the MAP grant to go to school. So mm-hmm. I think any any money that continues to go towards that will help get more underrepresented students into colleges and hopefully through them to, to graduation. Lisa Curry on Phillips, a higher education reporter for WBEZ. Thanks for the update, Lisa. Thanks for having me.